Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. Hey, this week I'm pretty much uh, mailing it in. Why? Because it's my birthday and I'm going to enjoy it. That means taking some time to relax. But that doesn't mean I'm leaving you without an episode this week. Uh, I don't know uh, how this will work with copyright protections, but I found uh, something that was interesting online uh, for you to listen to. It will provide you a lot of information, kind of like uh, the difference between a man's brain and a woman's brain. And it's also done in a pretty funny and entertaining way. So you'll be able to go ahead and enjoy and laugh. Uh, at that as well. And it's really about being able to understand each other so that you can, you know, communicate better. But before that, I had a listener send me uh, or contact me uh, through the website. They said uh, here that they have uh, a song uh, that they have posted on SoundCloud. And I listened to the song and I thought, hey, you know what? This is pretty good. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play a little bit of the song for you. And then if you like it and you want to hear the rest of it, the link uh, to the uh, song on SoundCloud will be in the show notes. So let's go ahead and enjoy the song just a little bit. So if you like that song, go ahead and check out the show notes below uh, to get a link to it on SoundCloud so that you can hear the remainder of the song. Now, let's go ahead and get into the man's brain versus women's brain, and I will be back again next week. Hello, and welcome to Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. I'm so glad you're here. This is the marriage seminar for people who hate marriage seminars. Hoo-ah! All right. I get a kick out of watching the couples when they first come in on Friday nights. You know, the uh, the girls they're all lit up. You know, just Ooh, I got him here. I got him here. I got him here. You know? <laughs> and, and the guys going, Oh man, I can't believe you know I got here. But it's cool, guys. You can relax. You're gonna love it. This is not one of those let's beat up on the men for not being women seminars. <laughs> Yeah. 
talking about. What is it with that anyway? <laughs> man, you know, you ask a lot of women to describe their ideal man, and they'll describe another woman. <laughs> What's up with that? You know? So we're not going to do that. We are going to uh, uh, just go with this thing in a normal, healthy way. We're men. Men are men. We're not sick. We're not perverted. We're not twisted. You know, we're not broken. We're men. All right? And God, yeah, hoo and, <laughs> and God made us the way we are for a reason. And I'm going to show you girls what that reason is. Okay? And I'm going to try and explain to you uh, the world of men a little bit through this thing. We'll also discuss the women's side of things as well. But I really want you to understand this men thing. Women are much more complicated than men. Men are very simple. Simple. S-E-X. Simple. Alright, so... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> So we're going to have fun. We should have a really, really great time. Now, tonight we're going to do a session called The Tale of Two Brains, hence the two brains. And we're going to be discussing how men and women think very differently from each other. Why is that important? Because men and women are very quick to make into heart problems what are essentially head problems. A woman acts a certain way, a guy feels she doesn't care about him, he says, well, there's something wrong with your heart, you don't care about me. No, 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 it's the way she processes information. The same with a guy. A man thinks in a certain way, and a woman thinks there's something wrong with his heart. No, it's his head, okay? So I'm going to try and explain to you why, what, what that's all about. Then tomorrow morning we're going to do a session called, Why Does He Do That? <laughs> why does she do that? Okay? See, it's one thing to understand men and women in general. It's another one to understand the one you got stuck with. Okay? So I'm going to show you how you can discover specifically what makes your spouse tick. And it's powerful information that will absolutely revolutionize your relationship. Alright? Then we're going to do what I call the Yo Mama session. And it's called the number one key to incredible sex. <laughs> and boys, if you miss that, there's just something wrong with you, okay? So you gotta, you gotta check. And then we're gonna end with uh, how to stay married and not kill anybody, okay? All very deep emotional stuff. Now, <laughs> now a lot of people say, well, what's your background? What's your, you know, what's your deal? Well, my background is that I'm a minister. Now, if you're not much of a churchgoer, don't let that make you nervous. Some of my biggest fans are heathens. All right? And this isn't one of those things where we sneak you in and then beat you over the head with a Bible. All right? But, but I do have a Bible verse I need to show you. Okay? Because I found a Bible verse that if you follow the advice from this one Bible verse, you will never, ever, ever have a problem in marriage. How many think that's worth seeing? All right? You follow the advice from this one verse, you'll never have a problem in marriage. It says, it, it, 
it's good for a man not to marry. All right? I said, well, why would he say that? That's such a terrible thing to say. Because, because he goes on to explain, he who marries will have trouble in this life. You know, people come up to me, Pastor Mark, Pastor Mark, something's wrong, something's wrong. I say, what is it? I, we got trouble in our marriage. I go, no, that's about right. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong. That's, that's pretty normal. Now, you, you don't hear these verses read at weddings very often. <laughs> kind of downplay that. You, know, just, you don't see those on Hallmark cards. You don't see them on cakes with pretty calligraphy. He who marries will have trouble. But it's too late for you. You say, if that's the case, then why get married? Because marriage is absolutely wonderful. It's great. It's fantastic. But it's not that it's without trouble. All right? And I want to show one other verse to you. Now, you don't have the deep theological training that I have, so you might have a hard time understanding this verse. But I'll try and explain it to you. This is found in Proverbs. And uh, it goes like this. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean. Let me explain that to you, okay? What does that mean? What it means, if you're going to have an ox, you're going to have ox poo, all right? Now, if you don't like poo, and most of us are not real big fans of poo, if you don't like poo, the temptation is get rid of the ox. Preach it, brother. No, no, no. I don't want you to get rid of the ox, all right? You know, so well, well, why would you keep the ox around? Because he goes to the second half of the verse, it says, because much increase comes by the strength of the ox. Well, now there's the catch 22. On the one hand, we all love the benefit of the ox, but nobody likes the boo. <laughs> and what he's trying to tell us here is you cannot have one without the other. There is no such thing as a poo-free marriage. <laughs> It just doesn't exist. Unless you shoot the ox, okay? That, but that leads to other problems. <laughs> so this weekend is not about attaining a state of perfection in your life, all right? It's about getting a proper positive to poo ratio in your life. <laughs> you see, because if all you get is poo, then you got one sick ox. <laughs> Are you hearing me? All right? So, but there's no such thing as a poo-free marriage. For those of you who are having a hard time grasping this, I have a mathematical version of it. It goes, uh, <laughs> ox equals poo over positive. Some say positive over poo. But anyway, it's the ratio that we want to get uh, going here. Okay? Now, Marriage is a wonderful institution. Statistically speaking, we know that married people are healthier than single people. They are actually happier than single people, assuming you're doing this right. Uh, 
or you can be profoundly unhappy, uh, they actually make more money than single people, and I'll mention a little bit later why that's true, okay? Uh, they have better sex than single people. Now, you don't see that in our culture, you know, in all the movies and shows, you know, it's the single people all having really great sex, you know, and, and the married people are just, <laughs> You know, someone will say, well, how's your sex life? Are you kidding? I'm married, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> And it's not true, it's a bunch of baloney. Okay? Married people have great sex compared to single people. Single people don't even know what they're doing, for crying out loud. Okay? <laughs> and statistically speaking, married people live longer than single people. Partic this is particularly true for men. Uh, one, statistically speaking, one of the most dangerous things a man can do in America today is remain single. It is the equivalent of smoking two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> It's true. They found that if you take a, of someone who has two and a half packs of cigarettes a day and, and the health problems and the shortness of life and all the difficulties, uh, and a single guy is pretty much the same. I guess the worst would be a single guy who smokes two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> all right? But marriage is wonderful. It's great. It rocks. I love it. Okay? If you do it right. Now, the problem here is so many people don't do it right. And it's not that they don't know, not, not that they don't want to do it, they don't know what to do. We live in a, in a culture today that seems to, for somehow in the relationship area to be completely clueless. We seriously don't know what to do. Now this weekend what I want to do is show you specific things you can do that will absolutely energize and transform your marriage life. How many think that's worth hearing? Yeah, okay. So, Now, I want to talk to you about what I call the, the laws of relational physics. You see, the laws of physics affect everybody, whether you believe them or not, okay? If I step off this stage, I'm probably, in all likelihood, going to go down. If I start floating around, you might want to freak out and run, but uh, <laughs> why? Because the laws of physics affect, well, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter what I believe. I'm going down, right? Doesn't matter if I'm a born-again Christian. Doesn't matter if I'm a heathen. It, man, I'm going, because it affects everybody. Well, just like that, there are laws of relational physics, and they affect everybody, whether you believe them or not. Now, this might come as a little bit of a shock uh, to those of you who are, are church people, especially hearing from a minister. But the truth is, you don't have to be a Christian to have a great marriage. I know a lot of heathens that have wonderful marriages. I know a lot of born-again Christians who have horrible marriages. Why is that? They're breaking all the rules. And they assume somehow that the rules don't apply to them, but they do. Here's an example. If you're driving a car 80 miles an hour around a curve that says only 40, and you keep going 80, chances are you're going to get hurt. Even if you're listening to a Christian radio station. <laughs> Even if you have a statue of Jesus on the, you know, he might be going, ah, you know, but. Why is that? Because the laws of physics still affect you, but for some miracle, you're going to get hurt. Same true with relational physics. 
And I want to explain that to you, and we'll take a look at that. Now, this weekend, I'm going to be speaking to you in uh, basic stereotypes. In other words, women generally tend to be a certain way. Men generally tend to be a certain way. But they're not all that way. I get it. <laughs> okay? Some of the people that just have a cow. Well, I don't know. That's you for all men. I'm admitting it's not. All right? Just generally speaking, we don't have time to get into all the shades of gray. But generally speaking, men are a certain way, women are a certain way. Uh, if I start describing something that's not you, don't have a cow, just interpolate for your relationships. Uh, in Debbie's and I relationship, there are areas where we're completely opposite of a typical man and a woman. I remember when I was first studying this, this stuff, I thought, oh man, I'm a woman. <laughs> So just interpolate. I will say this, that if you, if you tend to be one way in a, in a certain relationship, your wife generally will be the other way. I, I don't think I've run across a couple yet, I'm, I'm sure they're out there, that act the exact same way. You know, so if you break the rules, chances are your spouse is breaking them right with you. And you, you just flip on this deal. Okay? For example, a typical stereotype. Men are more interested in sex than their wives. Why would you say that? Because generally it's true. But it's not always true. There are a lot of relationships where the wife is much more interested in sex than her husband. Uh, if you're here tonight and your wife is much more interested in sex than you are, I think I speak for all the men here when I say that we hate you. don't tell us who you are. <laughs> we, we will hurt you, all right? So, so just go with the flow. It'll be cool. We'll, we'll have a great time discussing this thing about marriage. Now, I believe marriage is a life-giving institution. We live in a culture today that believes marriage is a life-sucking institution. It will suck the life out of you. <laughs> All right? And that's why we say, make sure you're old enough. Make sure you have enough money. Make sure you have enough education. Make sure you've been dating for 37 years first. Make sure that, you know, get all this stuff. Why? You got to get everything together and ready so that when you say I do, you can withstand the... But it's not that way. It'll give you life if you'll do it right. If you do this right, marriage can be the closest thing to heaven on earth. If you do it wrong, <laughs> well, you fill in the blanks. Okay, so now, we're going to start discussing men's brains, women's brains, and how they're very different from each other. Now, I want to start with men's brains. All right, now men's brains are, are very unique. Men's brains are made up of little boxes. And we have a box for everything. We've got a box for the car. We've got a box for the money. We've got a box for the job. We've got a box for you. We've got a box for the kids. We've got a box for your mother somewhere in the basement. We've got, we got, we, we got boxes everywhere. And, and the rule is, the boxes don't touch. <laughs>
When a man discusses a particular subject, we go to that particular box, we pull that box out, we open the box, we discuss only what is in that box. All right? And, and, and then we close the box and put it away being very, very careful not to touch any other boxes. Sorry, my Catholic upbringing got in there for a minute, but I... <laughs> I'm not a Catholic, but I went to Catholic school when I was little. I, I had a nun who taught on hell like she was born and raised there. I mean, I'll never forget it, but... Uh... <laughs> it did me good, actually. It was a good thing. Now, women's brains are very, very different from men's brains. Women's brains are made up of a big ball of wire. And everything is connected to everything. The money's connected to the car, and the car's connected to your job, and your kids are connected to your mother, and everything's connected to everything. And it's like... It's like the internet superhighway. Okay? And, and it's all driven by energy that we call emotion. It's, just, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why women tend to remember everything. Because if you take an event and you connect it to an emotion, it burns in your memory and you can remember it forever. The same thing happens for men. It just doesn't happen very often because quite frankly, we don't care. Women tend to care about everything. And she just loves it. <laughs> okay. Now men, we have a box in our brain that most women are not aware of. This particular box has nothing in it. True. True. In fact, we call it the nothing box. And of all the boxes a man has in his brain, the nothing box is our favorite box. If a man has a chance, he'll go to his nothing box every time. That's why a man can do something seemingly completely brain-dead for hours on end. You know, like fishing.
and we love it. That's, that's why a guy can sit in front of a TV and go. This drives our wives nuts because they'll come up and say, Stop that! You can't possibly be watching anything! <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Go away. measured this. The University of Pennsylvania a couple of years ago did a study and discovered that men have the ability to think about absolutely nothing and still breathe. <laughs> you know, they connected all the wires and stuff like that and watched the brain activity and then all of a sudden, he <laughs> I think he's dead! Huh? You know, <laughs> women can't do it. They can't do it. Their minds never stop. And, and they don't understand the nothing box. And it drives them crazy. Because nothing drives a woman more crazy or makes her feel more irritated than to witness a man doing nothing. revelations I get out of women is this whole nothing box issue. They just, everything's starting to make sense. <laughs> and I've had women say, oh, it's nothing. Can I go in his nothing box with him? No! Why not? Because then it's something. Besides, you'll walk in there and go, You know, you know, this place could really use some pictures. <laughs> My, nice little table over here, some flowers, is it? No! Nothing! Get out! We don't want nothing! <laughs> now this handles the way men, men and women handle stress. Okay? When a man is stressed out, all he wants to do is run to his nothing box. This is how we unwind. The last thing we want to do when we're stressed out is talk about it. We don't want to talk about it, we just want to. Of course, it just drives her nuts, you know. A woman will see a man in that vegetative state and she'll come up and go. What you thinking about? Nothing. 
nothing about nothing. In fact, I was on a roll till you showed up. Go away, all right? Because that's how he handles stress. He just, Now, when a woman is stressed out, she has to talk about it. If she doesn't talk about it, her brain will literally explode. So she'll start just, I don't know, might have something to do with this. Not going to have that. You know, I never thought about this. My brother over here said me, and never mind. And, and I know men who run from their wives when they do this. They do, I say, I say well, wh why do you run from her? He says, because I don't know what to tell her. I said, dear God, man, who told you to tell her anything? <laughs> she wants you to tell her anything. See, a lot of guys, they feel obligated when, when you start explaining all your stress, they feel obligated to fix you. Right? Because that's what a man does. A man only tells his troubles to another man in hopes that that man will help fix it. Okay? But she's not a man. And you try and fix her, she's going to kill you. Right? She doesn't want your advice. She doesn't want your help. She wants you to shut up and listen. And a couple of ladies. That's right. You tell him. Tell him to shut up. <laughs> they like that. Now I had one guy tell me, he said, man, if he, she just tell me how she feels. I said, she doesn't know yet. This is what he means. That's how she figures out how she feels by connecting this wire to that wire, this wire, and so Now, because they love each other, they offer to each other their answer, their solution. A man senses his wife is stressed out. He loves the girl. He offers to the girl his best and finest solution. Or just quit talking about it. <laughs> just, just quit thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when she starts reaching for the knives and stuff. But she's gonna stab you if you keep it up, okay? Now, a woman, she senses her husband's all stressed out. She loves him. Therefore, she offers to him her best and finest solution. Talk to me. Why won't you talk to me? He doesn't want to talk to you. Leave him alone. He will not die. He's not a woman. All right. I know you've got to talk it through or you're going to be twisted inside. He's not like that. Leave the boy alone. You tell he's stressed out, just let him go to his nothing box. Just stay away. 
stay away. Okay, and it's hard for us to understand that because we, we think so differently from each other. Now, not only does this affect the way that we respond and stress and stuff, the way our brains are wired also affects the way that we use words. Okay, men tend to use less words than women. That's because the women have all the wires they're trying to connect and they've got to explain each and every connection. Now, they say that if a man needs to speak 10,000 words in a day, a woman needs to speak 20,000. My wife says, that's because we've got to repeat everything we say. <laughs> to which I responded, huh? <laughs> Where is my darling redhead? Is she around? Come up. I want you to meet my wife, Debbie. Come on up here and just... <laughs> People say, well, doesn't she talk too? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not to you anyway. She talks to me, but she won't... She won't talk to you because she doesn't want to talk to you. That's all. <laughs> Where's my, my tablet? I want to show you something about the, the, the whole words thing. Um, you know, they actually measured this. They went in and, and studied uh, children and babies and found out that they actually went and took cameras and put them in nurseries and analyzed the pictures later. And they, they noticed the, the pictures of the little girls right from the get-go. Their mouths are just going. It's true. It's true. And then they analyze the pictures of little boys, and they're just... <laughs> they're still thinking, what was that? I want to go back. I don't get it. Okay? Um, then they went and, and they recorded conversations of little boys and girls on playgrounds. And they went back and analyzed them. And uh, they discovered that little girls loved to talk. They were very articulate, loved to use full sentences, just loved to talk. And if they didn't have anybody to talk to, they were perfectly content to talk to nobody. <laughs> and they were just, just, just complete sentences. Then they analyzed the conversations of the little boys. And only about 55% of it was intelligible. Because <laughs> that's what they were saying. You know, just, uh, uh, <laughs> 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 That's, that's conversation to a man, okay? Now, not only do we use different amounts of words, words can mean different things to men and women. For example, <laughs> now to most men, five minutes means Five minutes. <laughs> to a lot of women, it can be an indefinite period of time. <laughs> Are you ready yet? Five more minutes! <sighs> As we discussed, men understand nothing. Women don't understand 
the significance of nothing? If a woman says nothing, look out, it's something. Oh, dude, man, dude, man, I don't know what happened. What, why, why, what happened? I don't know, I asked my wife what she was upset about. What'd she say, what'd she say? Well, she said nothing. Get out of the house, man, run now, get out! <laughs> now, this is not a word, it's a vocalization, it's a sigh. Now, when a man sighs, it means everything is good with life. <sighs> when a woman sighs, it means you are an idiot. go ahead he's being polite when a woman says go ahead she's giving you the opportunity to explain whatever stupid thing it was you just did <laughs> but you need to be very careful in the explanation because it's very likely to be followed by a sigh <laughs> which will lead to an argument over nothing And then you ain't gonna have sex again for at least five minutes. <laughs> Women's brains come with lots of extra RAM. <laughs> so they can remember the details of everything. Men's brains come with only the minimum basic requirements <laughs> to keep us breathing <laughs> and eating. Okay, that's good. That, that's why men, a lot of men, we don't hang on to lots of details. They don't stick with us. You know, when an event happens, we just categorize it, categorize it as an event. All right, whereas women, it's not just the event, it's all the details connected with an event. You'll run into this when, when a friend of, you, of your family or something will call and, and you know, she just had a baby. And, uh, and uh, then you tell your wife, oh, so-and-so's called, they had the baby. And she'll say, well, what was it? And he says, well, it was a baby. <laughs> say, well, what kind of baby? I don't know, it's a baby. What difference does it make? Oh, how long was it? Well, I don't know. You know uh, how long? How tall? How many? You know how much did it weigh? Uh, I don't know. Under twenty pounds. What you know? Just <laughs> but this detail, 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 detail. You know, a, a woman will come up to a guy and say, "How was your day?" And then we go to the ram, and all it's there is that it was a day. <laughs> and and we say, it was. Fine. And, and she'll say, well, what happened? And, and we go to the ram and, and there's nothing there. 
and we panic. And we go, nothing. But women, they, they've got all this, you know, that's, that's why when a guy retells a story, it's usually pretty much just a bottom line kind of thing. What happened? This happened, that happened, we're done. When, when a lot of women share what happened, they relive the event <laughs> in excruciatingly painful detail. I mean, you are there. Yeah. And, and it can drive, you know, couples can really fight over this. My wife and I still fight over this one. You know, this, is, this just drives us crazy. You know, she just, you know, sweetheart, when your husband asks the question, what did the plumber say? He really doesn't want to know what he said. Well, I said, how you doing? He said, it's fine. I said, it's pretty nice. They were happy. He said, yeah, I got any kids. No, what did he say? Bottom line, you know. Details. Men's brains, women's brains. It also affects not only the words we use and stuff, but also it affects how we listen. You go, yeah. <laughs> women listen. But uh, we listen too, we're just different. A lot of women say, you know, men's problems, they got selective listening. You know what that is, right? That's when the wife will say something like, honey, go to the store, lay down the mulch, wash and wax the car, get the kids at school, rent some videos and finish the rest of the dishes. And then he runs that through his selective filter. And all he hears is, honey, go lay down and get some rest, <laughs> okay? But, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm really talking about is the difference between single-tasking and multitasking. By and large, again, interpolate for your relationships. Again, not everybody's the same way, but by and large, men are single-taskers. We do one thing, and, and we do it pretty well. Women can handle lots of things. Guys aren't wired that way. That's why it's not a good idea to put a man in charge of more than one kid at a time. <laughs> you know, we can handle the one. Well, sweetheart, you're doing such a good job with Johnny. Wow. Well, where are the rest of the kids? <laughs> we got other kids? But man, we, we just very just. I'm a classic single task. I'm so bad, I'll be going along and I'll forget the one thing I was doing. I was just, I'm completely lost. I need to reboot my brain. Say, whoa, where am I? You know. But but men, generally speaking, we do it. Now we what we do, we do very well. One of the reasons that men are so good at what they do is because of this ability to completely focus on just one task. Uh, men usually will rise to the top of any profession, even those dominated sometimes by women. The best hair designers in the world a lot of times are men. Best cooks in the world, men. Uh, why is that? Because we have this unique ability to focus on just one thing and do it extremely well. Okay? Women are wired differently. You know, they're just... And, and, you know, my wife can be, you know, in the living room, watching TV, reading a book, making knickknacks, and talking on the phone all at the same time. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. Of course, I'll come in, and I'm assume, I'll assume she's not watching TV. 
Yeah, you're making knickknacks and such. Put it back! You know. They're just Now this affects the way that we listen because when a man is doing something, he generally cannot hear anything. It's just true. Women are not like that. Women can be doing lots of things and holding three different conversations. Just now, you know, she'll walk into a room and she'll see her husband reading the newspaper. And she assumes, I multitask. Therefore, he must multitask. <laughs> but he's running the newspaper reading program, man. He can only run one program at a time. He's not hearing Jack. And this makes women very angry. But you just need to come over and you gotta close the newspaper reading program. You gotta load the listen to me program. But you gotta wait a minute, he needs to reboot. I didn't know you was here, you know? You laugh, but I'm serious, girls. If you see a man doing something, unless he's wired differently, do not be giving him vital information. Because <laughs> this is a train wreck waiting to happen. You'll have this conversation again. When you swear he told you, and he swears you never told him. You know you told him. But in his brain, you never said jack to him. The problem here is, guys, we get ourselves in trouble uh, because we have, men have this natural defense mechanism that at all costs, do not stop doing what you're doing. So when someone starts talking to you, we automatically have this defense mechanism that goes, uh-huh, <laughs> yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. And we keep doing what we're doing and we're not, and she thinks you're listening to her. <laughs> but you're not listening. You need to stop watching your big boys, stop what you're doing, turn to the girl and pay attention to her. So it's not all on the ladies, your big boys, when she starts talking, stop, listen to the girl, and then let him go back to what he was doing. Sounds fair, right? Well, I started doing this, and I thought, this is great. I'm, I'm doing a lot better. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the single tasking. Yeah, okay, what, what, what? And then I'll say, I didn't hear that. And I'll make her back up, and she'll tell me the info, and I got it. Okay, okay. And, and I thought I was doing a lot better, but still I was getting myself in trouble. You know, she'd walk up and say, it's six o'clock, are you ready? For what? <laughs> you know, that happened to half you guys tonight, right? <laughs> We're doing what? I told you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And off to the races we would go. Like, and I, I thought, man, what in the world? Because I'm watching this single tasking. I don't remember her saying anything. about. And I thought I was losing my hearing. So I went to a doctor. True story. I went to the doctor. I went to the doctor and I walked in. He said, well, how are you doing? I said, oh, okay. He said, what seems to be the problem? I said, well, I think I'm losing my hearing. And uh, 
He says, well, you know, you're getting up there in age, you know. Ears are one of the first things to go. And I said, well, that's one of the first I can handle that. <laughs> we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But, uh, so I said, well, go over to Nurse Cratchit. She'll test your ears, you know. And so, so I follow the lady, and, she, and I walk into this room, and they got this, this, this cheap box on a table with some real chintzy headphones. And she says, all right, now. Put on the headphones. When you hear the beep, raise your hand. If you don't hear the beep, don't raise your hand. <laughs> Apparently, I look really stupid. So anyway, I turned around and we began. As Pretty soon she goes, really, you can hear all that? And I turned around and said, yeah, why? She's hitting the box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, a piece of junk. What's the matter with this thing? So what's the problem? She said, ah, according to this, you can hear what cats and dogs can hear. I don't know what to... <laughs> She's hitting the box. <laughs> she says, I'm going to send you to a specialist. You ever been to the specialist? You know, they got this yo mama soundproof room, you know, the thick door, you know. <laughs> You know, you got the person, you know, sitting behind the glass, you know, you feel like you're in a people aquarium. <laughs> Sir, would you sit down? But uh, anyway, so at the time we lived in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and right downtown Green Bay, there was a place called Eye and Ear Associates. I'd never heard of them before. I had no reason to hear from them. Uh, but she, she said, I'm going to send you these people. They have all this fancy equipment. And, and so she takes the doctor's pad and she writes, I ear, and she abbreviates associates and hands it to me. <laughs> I said, uh, what kind of doctor is this? It's a true story. She says, what do you mean? I said, I heard an eye, ear, and throat. I never heard of this. She said, let me see that. Oh, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so embarrassed. So, she wrote out associates. I went, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Thought I was going to be in for a very uncomfortable test there for a minute. <laughs> so, so I go to the eye, ear, and, you know, doctor, and uh, I get in there, and, and I sit down, and she's behind the glass, and she has to push the button to talk. You know, okay, now put on the headphones. When you hear the beep, <laughs> spin around, and we begin. Not. She goes, ah, really, you can hear all that? <laughs> I felt like a moron, all right? 
I take the print out to the specialist. He goes, what are you doing here? You got better ears than me. I said, I don't know, man. She says, you know, are you ready? It's six o'clock. I just want to sell it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I go home and I walk in the door and she says, well, what the doctor say? She doesn't sound like that, by the way. <laughs> I say that because people used to come up to me saying, you know, she doesn't have a voice like that. I just, I just do it for effect. By the way, we've been married for 32 years. We have two grandsons. Very cool. Beautiful boys. One's 10 months old, the other one's eight, and they are just such a delight. <laughs> I love grandchildren, because now it's payback. <laughs> come here, come here. You want some more sugar? There you go. <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My son Philip's here with us. He's, he's running the, the audio. And, and uh, on our 30th wedding anniversary, Phil gives me a call up and he says, Hey, Dad, 30 years. That's really something. I said, Well, thank you, sir. I said, But you know, truthfully, Phil, I said, It, it only feels like 10 minutes. He goes, Really? I said, Yeah, 10 minutes underwater. <laughs> And, uh, all the girls. Oh, I can't believe he said that. What is she going to think? It's, it's just the joke box, all right? It's just the joke. So I come back from my ear thing. So, well, what they say? So, well, they said, I can hear what cats and dogs can hear. She says, well, it's not your problem. Your problem is just don't pay attention. And, and I thought, but, but I'd been paying attention. I was watching the single tasking thing. And, and so I thought, I'm going to do a test. I want to see how far she gets away before I can't hear her. So the next day, we're sitting in the kitchen. And uh, she comes up, and she's talking to me. La, 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 la. And I go, uh-huh. And then she walks a little bit further away. She says, la, 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 la. I go, okay, I can hear that. And she goes a little further away. La, 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 la. Just doing multi multitasking thing. Then she goes into the living room. La, 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 la. And now she goes into another room. She's now on the other side of the house, still talking to me! <laughs> I said, hey! She yells back, what? I said, I'm on the other side of the house. She goes, ah, you don't listen anyway. <laughs> the next day, I, I caught her. This time she goes upstairs. She's on another floor. Still giving me vital information. <laughs> That's when it started dawning on me. Wait a minute. We might single task, but these women so multitask, they just keep doing what they're doing, and whether or not you're in the same area code is irrelevant. 
Relevant. There's irrelevant. That's the word. I had a guy the other day. He says, "You know, my wife's like that. She'll just she'll be talking to me. She's by the by the the uh, dryer, and she'll be telling me something important. La 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 la. Then she'll stick her head in the dryer, reach for something. La 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 la. And boy, you better do that, or you're gonna or you're gonna be in big trouble." To me. She'll, we'll be like a real busy highway, just, rah, rah, all kinds of noise, and she'll be talking. You know something that's really important? <laughs> you better be careful about it. What? I didn't hear what you said. Awesome physics, girls. It applies to you. It would help if your husband was in the same area code. Okay. Now, I first shared this story at a men's conference that I was speaking at, and I thought it was just a funny story that had happened to me. But as I'm sharing it, all these men's heads are going. <laughs> I had one guy come up to me afterwards. He says, he says, you know, Pastor, I'll be in the bathroom. The door is closed. The fan is on. There's, there's tile everywhere, so sound just bounces around in there. I'm standing there. All I can hear is the sound of rushing water. And she's still talking to me! <laughs> You know, I figured out that's why we miss sometimes, girls. What? What? Another mystery solved. Don't be so multitasking that you're doing a gazillion things, giving him vital information. All right? And especially if he's doing something. I'm telling you, this simple thing that I'm talking to you creates more arguments and more frustrations in marriages, and we're fighting over nothing. But you know you're really married to a multitasker when during a moment of intimate passion, She suddenly blurts out. Oh, by the way, the plumber says the toilets are broken. Focus, woman, focus! But man, she can make love to you and plan next week's dinners and, you know, just, you know, think about the toilets. Oh, it's all the same <laughs> I did my javelin back up here. I want to show you something. In no other area, men's brains and women's brains, do men and women think more differently than in this area of sex.
and uh, we'll get into it in a lot more detail tomorrow. But uh, I want to sh show you something here that I think will be of great interest to you. Give my lovely assistant a hand. Now, sex is a, is, a, is a pretty big issue, particularly for men. Uh, for us, our sexual interest peaks at about age 18 and then goes down from there. So if you were to, to chart it out, it would look like something like this. It, it peaks at about age 18 uh, and then goes down. then you're dead. <laughs> now something's important for women to understand. When it comes to this area, we're no longer driven so much by our brains or by our hearts, but it's by a chemical. It's called testosterone. And it runs through our blood. <laughs> <laughs> it runs through our blood and it drives us crazy. You just. If you girls knew how much this drove us crazy, you'd be more disgusted with us than you are right now. <laughs> we downplay it, man. And, and this, I'm telling you, and, and as funny as this little chart is, and, and as true as it is for so many men, uh, if for some reason as a man ages his testosterone levels begin to decline his interest in sex will start to decline and if, it, if, if his testosterone level drops dramatically his interest will go way down same head same heart same guy and now he's not interested in sex you treat that man and it's very easy to do uh, with testosterone supplements and boom he's the same wild man you married same head, same heart, same guy. Now he's, come here, baby. All right? So this is not because we're sickos. It's not because we're perverts. It's not because we're broken. God wired us this way, and he did it on purpose. Well, what was that purpose? <laughs> I'm going to show you in a minute, but you just need to really understand this. And the truth is, when we get this rush of testosterone, it, it just messes with us. Now, for the love of God, don't raise your hands. But... <laughs> Most men will admit that we usually receive a testosterone rush, usually very early in the morning. And for no reason at all. Dun, 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 Ten, hot. And it just wakes us up, just <sighs> We're not thinking about anything. All right? 
And that's usually when a man reaches over and whispers those three words every woman loves to hear. Hey, you wait. We'll be talking more about that tomorrow, okay? All right, so why, why, does, why does God wire men this way, okay? Now, to explain this, I need to do an anatomy lesson, okay? Y'all okay? Hang on, Margaret, he's gonna draw pictures. <laughs> It'll be okay. We'll, we'll keep it clean, okay? Now, we'll call this the girl's heart. And in the interest of keeping everything at least PG-13, we will refer to this as the place of happiness. come up to me recently and she goes, man, I can't even go to Walmart anymore. Smiley faces all over the place. She's like, ah, 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 ah. Now, at some fundamental level, this is every man's basic interest in a woman. It's true, it's true. Now women say, well, that's terrible. That's there shouldn't be about that. It should be about companionship and fellowship and sharing. Girls, if your husband was interested in companionship, fellowship and sharing, he'd have gotten a golden retriever. <laughs> He's interested in this, and he's supposed to be. That's the way God wired men. But what men fail to understand is the key to this is this. And if a man successfully touches this, she gives him the green light, and now he can touch this. <laughs> drive, guys, is God's way of constantly reminding a man, and it keeps coming back, it like never stops, you know, just uh, on average, a man will feel the need for sexual release on about every 72 hours, that's every three days, uh, some more, some less, my husband's every 72 minutes, but, uh, <laughs> that's your problem, but anyway, uh, but seriously, the reason that keeps coming back is to motivate the man, be nice to the girl. It's not so you can just go, hey, you like? Are you hearing me? A lot of guys do that. As soon as they feel the buzz, they're just reaching for the girl. Come here, baby. Come here. Come here. Don't be a moron. She won't want to come here. The reason that buzz hits you again, remember, 
Ah, oh, be nice to the girl. 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 I gotta be nice to the girl. And, and, and this is what motivates me. I, I, I try to be nice to my wife. And, and I'll, I spend time with her. And I take her to lunch every day. And I'll take her shopping. And say, well, Pastor Mark, do you like going shopping? No, I hate it. You know, she drops me off at the bench with all the old guys. And I sleep with them. You know, so. <laughs> then she comes, picks me up, drops me off at another bench. You say, well, if you don't like it, then why do you do it? I'll tell you why. Because I want some of this. idiot you got to be nice to the girl you got to pay attention to the girl and, and really single women I don't know you know how many single women are watching this but inevitably there's, there's single women here and that's great and, and a lot will be watching this but you know when a woman gives a man this before marriage she is a nitwit of astronomical proportions that's a, you, you would never build a house and pay the contractor in advance. Are you hearing me? Getting, if you're going to build a $250,000 house, and, and which here in Phoenix will get you a, a, a one bedroom with nothing. Uh, <laughs> man, I got a huge condo on a lake in Wisconsin for two fifty. dollars man. I'm telling you, here you got nothing. But anyway, you... you, you, you you wouldn't pay the guy in advance and give him, here, here's the 250 grand. Do you know why? The house will never get done on time. He'll never do what he's promised to do. Why? Because that's just the nature of human beings. You pay them as they hit certain marks, certain things are accomplished, you finish it, you finish, give them some more, some more, and then you wait till everything's right, and then you close. Why? Because that's the way people are wired. If you were just to give it to them, you would be a nitwit, a moron. That's what women are doing today. They're coughing this up front, which is every man's basic fundamental interest in a woman. You've already given him everything he wants. And then he sit around saying, well, aren't you going to marry me? Aren't you going to spend more time with me? Aren't you going to... No, he's not. Why won't... Because you're an idiot, that's why I don't do that. Give him that thing, you make that bar, earn it. If there ain't no ring, you ain't getting the thing, is what you need to tell him. No, seriously, girl, I don't know what. There's something that really happened in the female culture. I, th I think it's because of the women's lib thing, and they think, well, now we can go out and we can be as sexual as men and stuff like that. But they are fighting against their own interests. There are millions of women in America today that are so frustrated they can never get this. They can never get this. You know why? Because they're dumb. I'm serious. I don't mean it in a mean way, but they're doing a dumb thing by just coughing this up to every guy that comes along, thinking this. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Now, every woman's basic interest in a man is this. What a lot of women fail to recognize is the key to this is this. <laughs> And if you touch that, he gives you the green light and you can touch this.
So I thought you said, where are we weren't supposed to do that? Outside of marriage, inside of marriage, you've got to work it this way. Outside of marriage, you defeat yourself. But inside of marriage, you have to realize this is a very important deal. <laughs> it is. It's huge. A lot of women treat this like it shouldn't, like a side issue. It shouldn't. It is not a side issue in marriage. It is the central issue. It truly is. And I'm going to really explain this in greater detail tomorrow. You get this right, things will flow a lot better in your life. You try and discard this. Oh, it shouldn't be about that. He shouldn't be interested in sex. He's a pig. <laughs> you are fighting now against your own interest doing it that way. You've got to be smart about this, girls. The key to this boy's heart, you know, they used to say when I was growing up that the key, the, the key to a man's heart was his stomach, uh, but they were about six inches too high. <laughs> and, and this is important. I, I got to tell you girls, if it weren't for this, we probably really wouldn't deal with y'all. But I'm just telling you like it is. You know, you take that out of me, we just, I don't think we'd go through the trouble, honestly. <laughs> this is a game you got to let him know he can win with you. And we'll talk more about this in detail tomorrow. But the crazy thing about it, see, is the key to what you want, here's the door. And for the guys, for what you want, here's the door. And it is the perfect standoff. It is the ultimate standoff. People say, why did, what was God thinking? People say it to me all the time. What was God, this is exactly what God was thinking. The key to you getting what you want is to give your spouse what they want. Now it's not easy. And you'll sometimes you'll mess up, you know, but you gotta constantly work for this. You can't all of a sudden disregard this. Some guys, you know, they, they never pay attention to the girl. They're never nice to the girl. And wonder how come they never get any sex? Oh, I never get any sex. How come? Because you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, be nice to the girl. You've got to touch her heart. That's your key. But a lot of guys say, you know, well, I, I told you I loved you once. <laughs> if anything changes, I'll let you know. I wonder how come I'm not getting any sex. Well, because you're just blowing it. You're blowing it. And girls, same thing with you. The key to this is this area here. Don't, don't, don't dismiss this. If you guys will flow in this thing, it works and it's great and it's extremely powerful. It is the most powerful thing God ever designed to connect two people. And we'll get into it in a lot more detail tomorrow.